Hello and welcome to Robust Discuss with Sean and Brian. This is a podcast where we politically discuss our society and the various pathways we could take to improve it. We will dive deep into our morality, our government, and our lives with topics ranging from philosophical questions to U.S. politics and current events. Today, we will be discussing child labor. Specifically, we will be discussing a bill that has passed through the Iowa Senate. I do believe it still has to go to the House, so we'll see how that pans out. But it it has passed in the Senate to loosen a lot of the child labor laws currently in the state of Iowa. How you doing today, Brian? You having a good day? Doing all right? You know, traffic be like terrible sometimes, but other than that, we're chilling, freezing. Yeah, traffic. I mean, hey, you might have to watch out on that traffic, man, because apparently some of these 14-year-olds are going to be driving to work. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. You guys, you you heard that right, guys. These 14-year-olds are going to be driving to work. Yeah, I'm not trying to dox myself, but it's a good thing I don't live in Iowa, so. I would have to agree on that one for sure. So, guys, let's uh let's dissect this. Let's drop into this. Let's have a conversation today about this bill. It does a few things, actually, that I'm not necessarily against, like, to start it at first and at initial glance. There are parts simply extending the work hours and things like that that, I don't know, I'm not necessarily against. I know you said earlier when we were chatting before we jumped on the mic here that uh, you weren't necessarily against some of that, like the extra hours working up to six hours a day instead of four or, like, to nine o'clock instead of seven things like that yeah um it's it's honestly not anything crazy when you're looking at how much hours they're going to be allowed to work they're still going to have restrictions during um the school year honestly it looks kind of similar to what my state laws already are so i was just kind of extending what they're doing already which some states i believe are in the same place in terms of like hey this is how many hours it can work i think for at least 16 and under they still have a restriction where they can't work more than eight hours total in a day and they are required a break not sure but i'm pretty sure they're required some sort of break after a certain amount of time uh, so it's not like they're going to be working hours and hours and hours. At least they're not legally allowed to be working hours and hours on end. Yeah, yeah, it does. So and that's specifically too with still with the 14 and 15 year olds. I believe uh, this bill like still definitely restricts them. Some of the times it does is it extends that they can work. Uh, previously, it was 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. It's now going to be to 9 p.m. Uh, during the school year. And then they will be extending it during from June 1st through Labor Day, they can work instead of nine, which is what it was previously for the summertime of June to Labor, they, they're they extending that to 11 p.m. So during the summer, they can work to 11, school year, they can work till nine. But it still does say if such person is employed for a period of five or more hours each day, they, it does say that if such person is employed for a period of five hours or more each day, an intermission of not less than 30 minutes shall be given. So there's what you were just saying. You need that that time. They can't work for too long. It goes on to say such person shall not be employed for more than eight hours in one day, exclusive of intermission, and shall not be employed for more than 40 hours in one week. This is for under 16. So 14 and 15 year olds still can't work 40 hours a week, like over 40 hours a week. They still can't work more than an X amount of time without a break, etc. However, it does say 16 and 17 year olds are unlimited. 
yeah, same hours as the person who's 18. Yeah. So they don't, they're not restricted. As far as I can tell in any way, break-wise, OT-wise, nothing. 16, 17-year-olds, it seems uh, they're not limited. It literally says a person who is 16 or 17 may work the same hours as a person who is 18. So I see no reason why they wouldn't work. They could technically work eight hours straight without a break because I do believe not all states guarantee that. And I think that could definitely be done. So, yeah, I mean, what you were saying was kind of true. They had the still some limits, but some non-limits, I guess. Yeah, which... You know, I can see the argument where you can say, hey, my 15-year-old kid, when they're working more than 20 hours a week or 30 or 40, like they're going to see a dip in um, their academic studies. Grades start to fall. You don't have enough time to study for this test or, you know, you work your shifts, forget about your homework or you're just too tired to try to get around to doing it. So I understand that argument. On the other hand, there's a lot of families out there that need their kid to work a few hours a week. If it's even just for the kid to afford some things for themselves, or if it's to genuinely help, you know, their family out. I know uh, I never worked as a teenager, but even so the entire time I've been working, I have put my family out with bills and stuff. So is my sister. And she actually worked as a teenager. And I know plenty of people who do that. That they're like, yeah, I pay the light bill. I pay the electric bill. Um, I pay for the Wi-Fi in my home. People in high school who do that. So there's an argument to be made that, hey, you know, your kid working as much as they can is beneficial to the family as a whole. Um, you know. There's also, though, an argument to be made that a child should not have to do that. Oh, yeah. And we should have some kind of government help or better paying jobs. So that's, that's a whole other discussion, though. Which, yeah, I mean, also, we've covered discussion. a lot of this before. Yeah, we. I mean, we covered the minimum wage before. We've covered how people go into homelessness and there's a lack of government help for them. So, I mean, that's a way, you know, if they can't pay the bills and they're having their kids pay the bills and then their kids lose a job, there's a pathway to homelessness, which we've talked about before. Like, all of these things, like, that definitely shouldn't be happening. So, while I hear what you're saying, I do want to almost immediately fight back that that shouldn't be a reason this bill exists. You should do other things to stop that from ever happening in the first place. So I agree that that shouldn't be happening. It's just... But also it is. It's yeah. just the reality of where we are now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It is happening yeah. now. And so that's the thing is like, the unfortunate thing is it is. And so maybe you, you could look at this as like a necessary band-aid fix. But I would also then counter the Republican-controlled House, Senate, and Governor, who are probably going to continue to pass throughout this law, are probably not looking at it that way. They're looking at it as not necessarily as like it's a the band-aid fix to the larger problem of minimum wage. I think that's not the way that that normally goes. But I see what you mean, though. Like I said, I do, I do understand that that can work. And not only from that perspective... As a person who's a previous manager at a food restaurant, Chipotle, we had miners who worked there. And I'll be honest, some of them really saved me sometime. They they came in on their day off or something, like as long as they could still work the hours in, in accordance. It, this was in Florida at the time. So like they came in and saved me on some shifts. They, you know, one, they would take a longer break and come back or something if they could, as long as like the day worked out properly and they would do this. Like sometimes they were the genuine reasons I was able to get the job done and close the store accurately because they covered a position. So I get it. Yeah, for real. I don't know. They're like, sometimes kids are weirdly good at things like that. 
it, I will say it depends. There, there's some. I mean, they're kids, so it's hit or miss. Some of them don't care and just are there for a paycheck for their for their shoes and for their iPods and like they don't they don't care that much. And then some of them are really dedicated and are like, no, I want money. I'm oh money. yeah, it could be, but I'll say some um, of my best employees have been like 16, 17 year old kids. Yeah, and I know some of them are like work working to save up for a car or something. Yeah. They're they're dedicated. They really yeah. are. So I get it. That's and that's where that's where it's like at first, and that's kind of why when I when we started this episode, I said that we're not necessarily against everything in this bill. Yeah. The big big caveat that I have is I feel it is just widely open to abuse. Looking at the bill specifically, we pulled up from legis.iowa.gov legislation the specific exact bill. I want to know why they changed the wording in the way they changed it. So it goes a lot through of like what under 16 year olds are allowed to do, which is 14 and 15 year olds. They go through permitted activities. They for some reason changed the word occupation to work activities. Not sure. Maybe that that could be a little bit more broad too, because maybe this isn't your occupation, but this is an activity you do at your job, which is this. That could be a help cover things, but that's not the biggest concern that I have. So when it goes into like non-permitted work activities, so they still have a blanket section of these are prohibited work activities for any person under the age of 18, which initially... You know, this is great. They have a lot of great things in here. Power-driven woodworking machines, ionizing radiations, like power-driven hoisting apparatus, metal forming, punching, or shearing machines, like all these things that they are, they are not allowed to operate. However, they change sentencing and wording that I believe is concerning. And it's all of the words were occupations involved in the operation of blank power-driven, word-working, whatever, whatever. They changed that to just operation of power-driven, blank, or whatever. Yeah, it seems like a loophole to allow for more what would be thought of as more dangerous work. Exactly. Which, I mean, really think about it. Although, yeah, we can praise kids for being pretty smart, pretty quick to learn things, and able to work uh, in a professional environment, and that could apply to more dangerous fields. However, it's still more dangerous. Like, live leak exists for a reason. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about, like, a lot of workplace accidents happen to adults. Yeah. Like, is that not going to be more likely for children or even as equally likely for children who may not always understand the harm they're potentially taking on with uh, certain jobs? Because if you talk to most 17-year-olds, like, talk to a 17-year-old boy. They think they can take on the entire world. You know what I'm saying? So uh, they may not be as mindful about working with really dangerous equipment like buzz saws and chainsaws and um, all that type of stuff. Speaking of that, that's a specific wording that was changed that bothers me. It used to say occupations involved in the operation of circular saws, band saws, and guillotine shears. They changed that to instead of saying occupations involved in the operation of, it now just says operation of circular saws, band saws, and guillotine shears. 
My question, does that not just seem like a loophole to be like, oh, they're not operating it. They're just involved next to it. And the law is now changed. So they're not the one directly operating it. They're fine. But they can stand five feet from it and operate something that if they fall backwards and take a wrong step and slip, they could run it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it feels like a loophole of like, ah, they're not operating yeah. it. Whereas like previously, any occupation that was even involved in the operation of it would have been covered under this law. Now it's only the operation. I don't know. That just, that seems, seems, seems sketchy. You know what I mean? It really does. Yeah. But it's like you said, it's just not that the intent of this bill is for this, but it definitely um, opens up an avenue for abuse, neglect, um, towards children, towards minors, where people can just easily get really hurt. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I mean. It's just, it just seems like on a liability and accidents waiting to happen because it can just be so simple to just make one mistake, take a step back, fall, go to the wrong side, reach a hand in the wrong direction. I mean, damn, I worked at, when I worked at Chipotle, I was cutting meat that a grown, I mean, he was what, 19 or 20. So relatively grown man reached to grab something around the board after I was supposed to have been done cutting, but like I went back to cut something, but he also shouldn't. So like, yes, I went back to cut something, but he also shouldn't have put his hand there. So it's kind of like a back and forth of like, he thought I was done, but I wasn't done. And so he put his hand there and I clipped off the tip of his finger, like not a lot, but I mean, I broke the side of his nail and ripped off, like cut clean the corner of his finger off. He had to go to the hospital and get it carterized. And we were both adults. Like I was over 20 at the time. He was, I, I want to say 19 or 20. He was, he was over 18 for sure. But I want to say he was on the, like 20. I really, that sounds like how old he was. I can't remember his specific age, but he's definitely not a minor. So I, I mean, I clipped off his finger, like a, a spur of the moment. I'm rolling with a chef's knife and he lost it, bro. He lost the, the corner of his finger. I mean, it's, yeah. he still has a finger, but it's like obviously slightly more slanted than like the other side of his finger now. So well, I mean, obviously, if your knife was slightly more slanted, uh, you wouldn't <laughs> I, have a finger, which the same I mean, thing has happened to yeah. me. Like, I also worked at Chipotle. Luckily, they forced us to wear cut gloves, but that's because I chose to listen to the rules. Oh, some people did Yeah, exactly. But there's plenty of times where I'm like, if I didn't have this glove on, I would have cut my thumb off. Or at a slicer at Jersey Mike's where it's like, you know, I'd be slicing meat, I'll take the meat or cheese or whatever I'm slicing the slicer off and I nipped my finger. Now, luckily nothing happened, but had I been less attentive, had I been, you know, uh, just somewhere in La La Land or whatever, I would have just lost my finger right there, which yep. would suck for all my life is of things like playing the piano or whatever. Like I would never be able to do that properly again. Yeah. And that's, that's what I mean. It's just overall, it feels like there's a lot of issues that could come up. There's a lot of mistakes. And it's just like the wordings that were changed, I don't think should have been changed. And even if you want to, you know, let them work a few extra hours, I feel like there's just a lot of unnecessary changes overall in this bill. And it just seems like loopholes to get kids to work more. And it's like, that's not what we should be doing. Like we said, you know, we, we had those previous episodes on some of the problems that families face yeah. and ways to address that. And so we definitely should be doing that and addressing those rather than saying this kid has to work so we can pay his family's electricity bill. Like that's we, we should be a better country than that. We should. And that's kind of what we, we do here. 
Um, in terms of for our listeners today, what you guys can do, obviously, if you happen to be listening to our podcast and you live in Iowa, please call out to your house and help them see that this is not what, well, I mean, it might be, but this shouldn't be what, you know, the Iowa public wants and we should definitely fight back against this. Please reach out. Um, if you don't live in Iowa, look up what your bills are. Maybe you already don't agree with them, or maybe they're maybe your house or sen- state house or senate might be looking to pass something similar or worse or better. However, but definitely reach out to your local representatives, your local senators, tell them how you feel about about this child labor law being passed, and maybe say that you don't want it passed in you know in your state. That reach out and that conversation is definitely what's going to make a difference. So um. It's just about doing oh, that. Oh, and vote, too, on top of that. Always vote. Exactly. Voting, because if they don't listen to you, don't vote for them. Vote for somebody else. Or let's say they listen to you and they veto a bill you didn't like. Make sure you go out and vote for them. It's very important at the state and local level like that. You got to yeah. get those votes in because those, as we see, the states are passing these laws. They make a difference. They do. So you got to pay attention to those too. Yeah. You know, and uh, a lot of the times people say, hey, well, my vote doesn't matter. In the grand scheme, sure, you can make that argument where you're one vote out of the 100 million people who vote in the United States every election. Sure. But uh, in your local city, your local municipality, counties, for sheriffs, judges, mayors, different chambers of anything, make sure you're voting for the people you want, people you know, or people, you know, vet and find out, hey, you know, what's this guy about? What is he saying? Is You know, are the people who making the decisions in my hometown the right people? Because it it is a trickle effect. Like, if you have a clump of cities and a clump of counties, then regions within the state that all vote the same, well, then that's how you get, you know, drastic differences between places like California or Texas or whatever. But making sure that your voice is heard, well, you just made sure your voice is heard and now we have more opinions to work with, more perspectives, more options. Exactly. That's it. And it, it makes that difference because it's those judges, it's those people, it's it's your states that are going to check or not check what the presidents and House and uh, Senate do at the federal level and challenge it or, you know, change it at the state level when the federal government or the Supreme Court gives them the option. So it's it's very, very important. Um, But yeah, guys, that is our episode today. A little bit of a short one for you because it's very, very to the point that we don't really agree with probably 90% of this bill. Yep. So, yeah, let's let's try to not pass child labor laws. We already had a previous episode about letting children get married. So let's they don't need to be working either, man. Let's 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 find a better way to uplift our American families. But if you are looking for more interaction, you can connect with us on Twitter at Robust Podcast. And we also have a Discord server where you can have more in-depth conversations with us along with fellow listeners. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. See you.